Welcome back to the Global Creek Influence Podcast. I'm Panagiotou Pimenidou. To be up to date with our latest episodes and guests, subscribe and follow the Global Creek Influence Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Anchor FM, and seven more podcasting platforms. Your reviews also help us rank higher and make our efforts becoming more visible. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and the podcast LinkedIn page. Today's episode is about atmospheric carbon removal. But first of all, what is atmospheric carbon removal? Carbon dioxide removal or atmospheric carbon removal is the process of removing carbon dioxide gas from the atmosphere and either permanently storing it underground or using it for other purposes such as producing biofuels. Carbon dioxide removal overall from the atmosphere or from industrial processes is key to achieving the UN sustainable goals, especially for climate change. There are several methods of atmospheric carbon removal, including tree planting and forest restoration, direct air capture technology and bioenergy with carbon capture and storage technology. These methods aim to reduce the concentration of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere and help mitigate the impacts of climate change by reducing global warming. According to a Nature's Comment article on April 2019 with the title Restoring Natural Forests is the Best Way to Remove Atmospheric Carbon, to avoid climate change and keep global warming below 1.5 degrees Celsius, a significant amount of carbon dioxide must be removed from the atmosphere to significantly reduce emissions. The Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, IPCC, recommended the removal of approximately 730 billion tons of carbon dioxide by the end of this century. To put this into perspective, 730 billion tons of carbon dioxide is equivalent to the total amount of carbon dioxide emitted by the United States, the United Kingdom, Germany and China since the start of the Industrial Revolution. However, there is currently no known method for capturing this amount of carbon dioxide. According to the same organization, the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, IPCC, increasing the overall coverage of forests, woodlands and woody savannas across the globe has the potential to store approximately 25% of the necessary atmospheric carbon to prevent global warming from exceeding 1.5 degrees Celsius above pre-industrial levels. However, in order to achieve this in the short term, approximately 24 million hectares of forest must be added every year until 2030. Is such a target realistic and achievable? especially when considering natural disasters such as that of these years, the 2023 Canada wildfires, starting from March 2023 to today, when approximately 4.8 million hectares of forest were destroyed, displacing more than 120,000 people and an undefined wildlife disaster. Yet, according to the same nature's comment article, restoring natural forests is the best way to remove atmospheric carbon. The most ideal location for planting trees is in the tropics and subtropics, as this is where most commitments to forest restoration can be found. In these regions, trees grow rapidly and absorb carbon at a faster rate due to their proximity to the equator. Furthermore, land is relatively inexpensive and readily available, as discussed in Nature's report on restoration potential. The establishment of forests in these regions has minimal effects on the reflectivity of the land surface 
countries, unlike at higher latitudes, where their presence of trees can obscure snow that would otherwise reflect solar energy made in cooling the planet. In addition, well-managed forests can help in poverty reduction in lower-income regions while also promoting biodiversity conservation and helping to achieve United Nations Sustainable Development Goals specifically Goal 1 for no poverty, 6 for clean water, 11 for sustainable communities, 13 for climate action, and 15 for life on land. Why air carbon removal technologies can help where reforestation is not possible and how? Air carbon removal technologies can be effective in situations where reforestation is not feasible due to factors such as limited land availability or unsuitable local climate and soil conditions. Unlike reforestation, air carbon removal technologies such as direct air capture and carbon storage do not require suitable land and can be implemented anywhere. In addition, these methods can capture larger amounts of carbon dioxide than reforestation alone, providing an additional means of removing carbon from the atmosphere. Technologies like direct air capture and carbon storage work by pulling carbon dioxide directly from the air and storing it so contributing to reducing atmospheric concentrations of greenhouse gases. While reforestation remains an important tool in mitigating climate change, air carbon removal technologies can complement this effort and help achieve global climate objectives. Air carbon removal technologies represent a relatively new field of research and development, but they have significant potential as a tool for mitigating the impacts of climate change. I think the release of greenhouse gas emissions is an apparent step toward climate change prevention or for the minimization of its consequences. The cost of addressing global warming has been estimated to be between $300 billion, according to UN climate scientists, and $50 trillion for the next 20 years, as experts have a different perspective to the most effective strategies that range from reviving traditional farming methods as the key solution to advocating for the adoption of green technologies to address the issue at hand. It is also worth noting the priority in the agenda of many countries on CO2 removal from the atmosphere. Such initiatives include that of the U.S. Department of Energy a year ago in May 2022 by announcing a bipartisan infrastructure law of $3.5 billion as a program to establish regional director capture hubs for large-scale carbon dioxide removal. Also that of the European Union for removing carbon from the atmosphere through the Innovation Fund and Horizon 2020, also supporting innovative technologies for such a purpose as in constructing Iceland's direct air carbon capture and storage facility. How does direct air capture work? Director capture technology is a method of extracting carbon dioxide from the ambient air using physical or chemical processes. The extracted carbon dioxide can then be stored underground in a permanent safe location or used to create carbon-neutral fuels or plastics, among other things. Director capture is carried out using large fans that push ambient air through a filter which captures the carbon dioxide. The captured carbon dioxide can then undergo dehydration, compression and storage or regeneration of the chemical media for use. Director capture can achieve carbon dioxide removal when the ambient air comes into contact with chemical media such as an aqueous alkaline solvent or sorbents. One notable difference between director capture and carbon capture and storage is that director capture can capture carbon dioxide directly from the ambient air, while the carbon capture and storage only captures carbon dioxide from point sources such as cement factories or bioenergy plants or even hydrogen plants.
Director capture can also be deployed in distributed and movable sources, while carbon capture and storage works best with large stationary sources of carbon dioxide. While director capture is considered an essential component of climate change mitigation, one of the significant hurdles to its implementation is the cost required to separate and capture air. As of 2022, director capture has yet to become economically profitable because the cost of using director capture to sequester carbon dioxide is several times the value of carbon. However, several commercial director capture plants are planned or in operation in Europe and the US, and director capture deployment may be accelerated when connected with economical applications or policy incentives. In brief, director capture is a carbon dioxide removal technology that can extract carbon dioxide directly from the ambient air using chemical or physical processes. Why is the cost of director capture still high? The cost of director capture is still high for a few reasons. One reason is there are relatively few director capture companies and plants in operation which can limit competition and innovation for achieving cost reductions. Other factors driving the high costs include the energy requirements for the director capture process, the need for expensive materials and equipment, and the high cost of capturing high-purity carbon dioxide typically used for geological storage. However, with the use of best available technologies for electricity heat generation in locations with high renewable energy potential, Director capture costs could potentially fall below $100 US per tonne of carbon dioxide captured, according to the International Energy Agency Executive Summary on Director Capture 2022. As director capture technologies used for carbon dioxide capture from the atmosphere above, we also have new technologies emerging, such as that of MIT, where not only the energy requirements are reduced, also the need for high carbon dioxide concentrations in air, as those found in flue gases from fossil fuel-based power plants, so that the direct carbon dioxide capture system works, is no longer an issue. That technology was developed by a postdoc, Sahag Voskian, who developed the work during his PhD, and T. Allen, Hatton, and Ralph Londo, professor of chemical engineering back in 2019. We understand that new technologies established as a proof of concept take years to scale up and reach the industries and the economy. Nonetheless, director capture is still considered an essential component of climate change mitigation. But director capture technologies we use on Earth are not only for climate mitigation. With Dr. Vasilis Iglesakis in the Global Cooking Plus podcast episode for all mankind, lunar and deep space exploration, the chemical engineering perspective, we discussed how direct carbon capture, as those of oxygen and nitrogen from Mars atmosphere, could help in the generation of energy, fuels and fertilizers for space missions on that planet. You can still listen to that episode and would love your feedback also on this episode on Spotify and Agora FM as an audio message or as a review. Also, do not forget to follow us on Spotify and get notified for all our new episodes. Having said that, let's see how atmospheric carbon removal can be realized through the third method mentioned at the very beginning, that of bioenergy with carbon capture and storage technology. What is bioenergy with carbon capture and storage, or as BECS technology, and how does it work? BECS, or bioenergy with carbon capture and storage, refers to a method of energy production where carbon dioxide is captured from a biogenic source and stored in a permanent location. Currently, 
only a small portion of biogenic carbon dioxide is captured each year, primarily in applications related to bioethanol. However, a number of projects aimed at scaling up carbon removal through BECs are currently underway and could result in the removal of around 40 megatons of carbon dioxide per year by 2030. While this falls short of the approximately 250 megatons of carbon dioxide per year required for the net zero emissions by 2050 scenario, momentum behind bioenergy with carbon capture and storage has increased significantly in recent years. Plans for over 50 new bioenergy with carbon capture and storage facilities with a total biogenic capture capacity of approximately 20 megatons of carbon dioxide per year have been announced between January 2021 and June 2022 across various applications. This growth is in part due to increased commitment to net zero emissions at both the commercial and national level. BEX utilizes biogenic sources which include process emissions from biofuel and biohydrogen production, as well as emissions from power generation and industrial applications that use biomass as a fuel source, such as cement and pulp and paper plants, or biochar as a reducing agent in steel production. Further, to permanent storage, captured carbon dioxide can also be used as a feedstock for various products. However, although certain carbon capture and utilization methods can provide climate benefits, it's important to note that carbon dioxide removal can only be accomplished through permanent storage. Even though bioenergy with carbon capture and storage is the only carbon dioxide removal technique that can also provide energy, the adoption of bioenergy with carbon capture and storage, or BECs, as a carbon removal strategy has been limited so far, according to the International Energy Agency September 2022 report on bioenergy with carbon capture and storage. So where do all these different approaches to removing carbon dioxide from the atmosphere leave us? There is a significant interest and ongoing research into the potential of director capture technologies for climate change mitigation. Future growth of DAC technologies will depend on the specific mitigation and adaptation policies implemented, as well as the technology's costs and benefits compared to other carbon removal methods. Despite challenges surrounding the high cost of director capture and the energy required to operate it, some experts see it as a crucial technology for achieving the targets outlined in the United Nations Framework Convention on Climate Change and limiting global warming to 1.5 degrees Celsius by 2100. However, there are still environmental trade-offs to consider and other climate change mitigation technologies that will likely continue to be needed until we have significant reduction of the investment and utilities cost of director capture technologies for atmospheric carbon dioxide removal, such as the two less adopted alternative paths to remove carbon dioxide from the atmosphere, tree planting and forest restoration discussed in the beginning of this episode, and bioenergy with carbon capture and storage technology described lastly. Removing carbon dioxide from the atmosphere is a complex and challenging task that requires innovative solutions and concentrated efforts. Addressing the carbon dioxide imbalance in the atmosphere is no small accomplishment, but we must rise to the challenge if we are to secure a sustainable future for our planet. As we work toward a carbon-neutral future, 
we have the opportunity to create a world that is healthier, more equitable, and more prosperous and secure for all. Equity, health, prosperity, and security also come through the most unexpected ways. Stay tuned until next Sunday when we will see the least expected and discussed approach of achieving equity, health, prosperity, and security. Until next Sunday.